you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Texas, and we got the Southerners to come north for Thanksgiving, and uh, we, my wife, of course, cooks Southern food for Thanksgiving, so uh, we have enjoyed our time together with them, so thankful that he agreed to take a few moments, uh, take a day away from his church to stay over and be with us on this Sunday morning and Sunday night. Weren't we blessed this morning by the word of the Lord? Amen. Amen. I want you to receive Brother Fuller as he comes tonight. A great man of God, a true evangelist and pastor. Would you make him welcome as he comes to minister his heart to us? We love you, sir. Well, hallelujah. Let's give praise unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Isn't the Lord wonderful tonight? Amen. His glory is in this house, and I appreciate the presence of God and everything that He is doing and did this morning. I believe that the Spirit of the Lord is still ministering from the Word that He gave today. And uh, there's such power and victory through the Word of God. It is an honor to be with Pastor and Sister Jordan today and their family. We love them and appreciate all of them. Amen. We are so comforted in the fact that we know that Destiny married Gentry. And my wife and I often talk about it and kind of laugh because Destiny has always been carefree and Gentry comes along and he is guarding her with all of his might. <laughs> and I I appreciate the safety that I feel in their relationship and their love for God, and I appreciate them. But it is an honor to be with this great church tonight, and 
I appreciate the confidence that Brother Jordan put in me to preach these two services, and I trust that I have had the mind of God. I appreciate my precious wife and children being with us, and appreciate Zachary and Savannah. Amen. And it's just an honor to be here. I want to turn to Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews the 11th chapter, and we're going to start with verse 13 tonight. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13. Amen. Anybody ready to go to heaven in this house? Not saying we're ready to die, but I'm ready to be in heaven. Amen. To fulfill that eternal call of God. And it is approaching us very, very speedily. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, speaking of the patriarchs, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to return or to have returned. Verse 16, but now they desire a better country that is in heavenly Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. He hath prepared for them a city. I want to talk tonight about this subject regarding the promises of God. Regarding the promises of God. Can we pray one more time? Father, we pray for the Spirit of the Lord right now to soften our heart. I pray, God, that the ground would receive the Word of God. I pray that in this place, every individual, Lord, would be saturated by the rain of heaven to prepare us to receive of the Word of God. And that when we leave here, our faith abounds and that the Spirit of God would minister to us. We give you honor and praise in the name of Jesus Christ. We honor you tonight for your word, and we receive it right now in the name of the Lord. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Amen. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. They regarded the promises of God as though they were, even though they had not received them. The Bible said they died in faith, not having received the promises. But they regarded the promises of God on four accounts, having seen them afar off, and they were persuaded of them. They embraced them and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. In other words, these men and women of God had heard from the Lord and they received the promises of God knowing that God was able to do what the Lord said that he would do. I believe from Abraham to Noah 
to Joseph and others. They were all men of faith. But they were like us. They simply received a promise of God. And somewhere in that promise, they began to wrap their vision and their hands around that promise. And the Bible said that even though some of them had not received the promise, that they saw it afar off. And there was something about their life that they believed that God was able to fulfill it at any given moment in my life. And then the Bible tells us that they believed in a city and they believed in a creator and a maker that had prepared them a place of habitation. I want you to notice tonight that God promises us things in our life and we as the people the children of God we've got to make up our mind that no matter what we go through on earth we're after the promises of God I want God's promises to be fulfilled in this house I want CLC to receive them promises I want to see the body of Christ around this world receive the Revival that God has for all of us. God is looking for somebody that would walk into the house of God and say, you know what? I've been through some ups and I've been through some downs, but I've also wondered about the faithfulness of God and he has never let me down. He has never forsaken me. He has never turned his back. Come on. When Whenever life begins to make you wonder, you need to go back to the Word of God and understand He is a God of promise. He is a God of promise. He is a God of faithfulness. He is a God that will reward the ones that are seeking diligently after the promises of God. Come on and clap your hands unto the Lord right now. I want you to notice that in all that I have said, you could say the statement about God, that God is a God of truth. There is no variableness. There is no turning. In fact, James said it like this, every good and perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. In other words, God is not one way today and another way tomorrow. But when God gives us an apostolic breakthrough and he promises us he's going to give revival into our family, we've got to lift our head up and begin to say, hey, there's no turning of shadow with God. We may go through the valley of the shadow of death, but we're going to believe today that God 
is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we should ask or think. Do I have a saint of God that would hold on to a promise tonight and say, devil, you're not getting my promise. You're not getting my revival. You're not getting my breakthrough. You're not getting what God has given me in the apostolic church. Come on, somebody. We serve a God of truth, and there is no variableness in our God. He is a faithful God. He is a creator God. He can bring nothing into existence by one word. And whenever we come into the house of God and begin to worship him, there is no telling what God is about to do when somebody begins to hold on to the promises of a faithful creator that's in the house tonight. Come on and clap your hands unto the Lord. Come on, clap your hands unto him. I need somebody to shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Come on, shout unto him. Come on, tell him I believe it right now. Come on, I believe in the promise of God. Has anybody got a promise in the house? Come on, that was weak. Does anybody have a promise in the house of God? Has anybody been filled with the Holy Ghost? Has anybody been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin? If you have, you have a promise. God has prepared a city for you. And God is saying to somebody, you got to get your head up. Get your hands up and regard the promises with everything that you have in your life. Watch him. Paul brought it to another level. James said, there is no variableness in God. Some people treat God like a microwave oven. We're hot today. We're going to push the button. But tomorrow, God can be nowhere found because our faith is weak. And we treat him like he's variable. He's on, he's off. But Paul said it like this. He said, but as God is true, our word toward you was not yea and nay. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached to you by us, was not yea and nay. But listen to this. But in him was yea. For all the promises of God. Everybody say that. All the promises of God. Come on, shout it again. All the promises of God. Watch what Paul said. All the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. What Paul was really saying is this. All of the promises of God are in him. They do not exist outside of God. Come on. But whenever you get in Christ, 
Christ, all of a sudden, the heavens become open. The possibilities become unlimited. If you're sick in your body, there's a promise of healing. If you're having financial struggles, there's a promise of prosperity. If you're going through the valley, there's a promise of a mountaintop. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying, if you would get lost in Jesus, he would turn your world upside down. The problem is when we're out of Christ, but when we get in Christ, angels begin to recognize that's the body of Jesus. That's the body of Christ. And anything is possible for them who are in Jesus. I want to be in him tonight. I want to get lost in the presence of God. Anybody want to get drunk in the Holy Ghost? Anybody want to get lost in the presence? Come on, somebody. I need somebody to throw away their fear, to throw away their care, to throw away their anxiety and say, tonight I'm going to get in the presence of the Lord as long as I'm in Jesus. All of the promises of God are there. Think about it. It's whenever we're slack and we're slumber and all of a sudden things ain't going right and we begin to question, where are you, God? The question is not, where is God? The question is, where are we? Because the promises of God are in him, yea, and there is no nay to it. As long as you are in Christ, something begins to transpire in your life. That's why the writer said, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's why I've said it over and over and over. You've got to believe that God is. And you've got to believe that he rewards the ones that say, God, I'm lost in you. I'm lost in your presence. Why, preacher? Why are you saying that? Because Paul said, unto the glory of God by us. The way that God gets glory is when we get lost in his presence. And all of a sudden, miracles begin to touch the house of God. God. All of a sudden this one gets delivered of their sins. This one gets healed of their diseases. This one gets miraculously touched financially. All of a sudden this one has been going through the valley of the shadow of death. A joy comes over them. And all of a sudden the ones around them begin to realize this is God's promise. And what happens God begins to get glory because his promises are now being fulfilled. I'm here to preach to a one God, apostolic church. It's not time to sit down and let the promises pass us by. It's time for somebody to stand up in the shadows and say, today I'm going to get the promise. I'm going to 
going to receive the miracle of my God. Lift your hands to heaven right now and ask God, God, fulfill your promise. Fulfill it in my life. Let it come from heaven right now. Come on, I know I'm going fast. I need somebody to stay with me right now because the angel of the Lord is looking for somebody that still trusts in the promises of God. Oh, I heard you. You said, oh, don't bring me that supernatural stuff. No, I'm telling you, God's creatures, his angels are still looking to the church to see what the body of Christ is believing in the hour that we're living. Say, I'm crazy if you want to, but watch the stories unfold in the New Testament. There were two people by the name of Zacharias and Elizabeth. They lived in the days of Herod, the king of Judea. And there was the priest named Zacharias. The Bible says that they were righteous before God. They had no children. Elizabeth was barren. And they were well stricken in years. Evidence told this couple that you are without child and you will never have a child. We have got to get to a place where evidence does not hold us hostage to what God is ready to bless us with. Come on, they were not backsliders. He was a priest of God. But the evidence said, you're stricken in age. You're too old to have a child. But the church has got to realize, I'm not going to get to a place where evidence holds me hostage from the promises of God. Here's what Zacharias did. He goes into the temple to burn incense unto the Lord. And the Bible said the angel of the Lord told him that Elizabeth was going to bring forth a child and thou shalt call his name John. Listen to these words. For thou shalt have joy and gladness and many shall rejoice at his birth. But what happened in the presence of God? Zacharias was worshiping. In the presence of God, he had a supernatural visitation. In the presence of God, he received a promise. I know that your wife is barren. You're an old man, but you're about to receive a child, and it's going to bring joy and gladness, and many will rejoice. But Zacharias did what so many of us do in 2022. He did not believe the words of the angel. And he began.
began to disbelieve. And the Bible says that he was stricken dumb and not able to speak until the babe was born. What happened in the presence of God? There was a visitation. There was a promise given. But because the righteous man would not believe God for what God was ready to do, he couldn't talk about it. He couldn't speak about it. He couldn't tell him his name was going to be John. I've come to tell the church we cannot hush. We cannot shut up about the promises of God. We've got to talk about miracles. We've got to speak about the promise. Is there anybody in the house tonight that God has promised you things in your life and the devil's trying to tell you don't listen. Don't believe it. Don't shout about it. Don't dance about it. I'm telling the church it's not time to become quiet. It's time to lift up our voice and say there's fixing to be a baby born in the house of God. Come on somebody. There's about to be a promise given in the house of the mighty God. Oh come on and clap your hands under the Lord and shout unto him with a voice of triumph. I'm just telling you what I have heard from God. You got to get ready. You got to get ready for your promise. You've got to get ready for your revival. You've had revival here, but you ain't seen nothing yet. How do you know it? I've been visited by God, and God told me to preach this word to you tonight to tell you you're not too old of a church to have a baby. You're not too old of a church to have a miracle. You're not too old of a church to have the shout and the joy and the gladness. Come on, somebody. I feel something in the womb of the house of God. I feel a promise from the Father. I wonder if there's somebody that will reach their hands out and say, God, I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to be a part of the revival that God has promised. Why don't you just lift your hands right now in the air? Come on, Romokuli Mahaya. I feel something happening right now. You feel that walking through the house? That's a supernatural visitation. You can be delivered right now. I said you can be delivered right now. Them questions in your mind ain't too big for God. You can be set free right now. Come on, right now. The angel of the Lord is in this house. There's deliverance in this place right now. Woo! My, my, my. 
Angels, listen to me somebody. Angels are interested in what's taking place right now. Oh, I feel it. I don't know. They are. You better listen to this man of God. Angels are looking into this place to see how the body is responding to the word of the Lord. Yeah, let me let me prove it. The same angel, he leaves Zacharias. You can be seated. He leaves from Zacharias. Zacharias runs out in the courtroom. And they look at him and they know. They've already been talking. There's been an angel to visit him. But Zacharias was not able to talk about what he had seen. But the Bible tells us that Mary is visited by the same angel in Luke 1 and 36. And here's what the angel said. Behold, thy cousin Elizabeth... She hath also conceived a son in what? Her old age. <laughs> Tell me angels ain't interested in what's going on in the house of God. The same angel that watched the laugh come over Zachariah's face walked into the presence of Mary and said, Mary, you're going to conceive a child. Listen, thy cousin Elizabeth, she also hath conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, which was called barren. Gabriel was so interested and what was going on? Will Mary respond like Zacharias did? Will there be a smirk on her face that was on Zacharias? Because here's the angel. He knows the evidence of Elizabeth's womb. But he is telling Mary, it's already been six months with the one that everyone had called barren. And said there's no hope. And said there's no way. But what that angel was saying, he knew the evidence of the past in her womb. She was old of age and she was barren. But he also knew that there was a promise at the throne of God. And Gabriel knew if God said it was about to happen, it's going to happen. I've come to tell you there's angels in the house of God that's already been around the throne and they know that Frankfurt, Indiana is due a revival of promise. But somebody has got to wake up tonight and say, wait, I've heard that before. I'm ready. Here I am, God. I'm standing in the midst of the reception of the promise of God. Come on, where you're sitting or standing, throw your hands in the air and begin to say, send it, God. Send my revival. Send my promise. Send the word to my life. 
my God, there's a visitation in this place. I'm telling you, it don't matter where you are in your walk with God. There's a visitation in this place. How do you know it? Because that angel said, I know that she has been barren. But what the angel knew is when the word come from the throne of God, there is no barrenness whenever God's word begins to speak. And in the womb of this church tonight, I've got a word for you. You elders that have believed this for a long time, I need your help right now. You've got to begin to push and believe that the same God that did it back then is the same one that's speaking it right here, right now. What are you saying? I'm saying sometime the womb, it might look barren. Sometime the womb, it might feel dry. Sometime the womb, it might not have a kick. But oh, when there's a word from the throne, when there's a promise from the throne, there's a guarantee that God is going to do what he's got to do to let his word come to pass. Everyone stand in the building right now. Come on. I just feel it. It's time right now because either you're going to get it or you're not. Either you're going to embrace it or you're going to leave and say, that was a good word, preacher. Good message. Or you're going to wrap your fingers around it like Abraham eventually did. It didn't work with Hagar. I got to believe the word. I got to believe the word. That old man reaches his bony fingers around a promise. And even though he was well beyond his years, the Bible spoke of his seed being as the stars of heaven, the sand of the shores of the sea. I wonder if somebody has went through some trials and tribulations. I wonder if somebody tonight has found themselves in a state of being backslid, but saying, God, i got to get the promise. I've got to get back in the womb. I've got to get back to where the Word is speaking in my life. Would somebody throw down all your hindrances right now? And would you run around this front? No matter what age, no matter who you are, I want you, you got to hear. I've come with a word that God put in my heart. And I'm telling you tonight, the promises are alive. You may walk through a valley to get there, Mary. But when you get to Elizabeth's house, that babe is going to be leaping in the womb of Elizabeth. John is going to be shouting because he knows that in your womb is the promise of all ages. I'm telling somebody, as the old Peter preached and said, this promise is unto you and unto your children and to all them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call, as Joel promised.
promised through the word of God. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. What are you saying? I'm saying there is a move of God that is going to penetrate the very core and the fabric of religion. And God has walked into this house. His angels are present. And they're looking to see the response of a Zacharias and Elizabeth, a Mary. They're looking for an Abraham and a Sarah that still says, we're holding on to the promises of God. Come on, lift your voice to him right now. Come on, my God. I feel like spouse to spouse. Come on, husband to wife. You need to pray. Come on, get with your children. There's revivals in families. I spoke it this morning. I'm speaking it again. I see it in this house. Come on, right now. Right now. Right now, Jesus. I believe it in the promises of God. I'm believing in the promises. Come on, pray right now. Wrap your hands around the promises and say tonight we're going to receive of what God is doing. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Come on, believe. Come on, reach out to it right now. Come on, believe that God is about to do the marvelous in this house right now. God, we're believing in the miracle. We're believing in the promises of God to walk into this house. Come on, Romo Come on, Romo I see it. There's a glory in this house right now. Come on, there's a glory of God in this place right now. Come on, there's a glory of God. It's in this place right now. Come on, they're singing about it. Why don't you reach out and wrap your hands around it? Come on, you still believe. It's not that you're not believing. Just say it's going to happen. I'm going to bring the things back before my eyes. I'm going to bring the promises of God back into my vision. I'm not going to let it be lost in the house of God. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to believe that God's word is far beyond this power right now. Come on, let it flow right now. Let it flow. We're saying we're embracing this together. We're believing together. 
we're pushing together. Come on. That miracle, that promise. Yeah. 